Gordano. Gordano. That's right, listeners. You are very welcome. You are very Gordano. You are very gorgeous, I might say. Oh, good Lord. You're just... almost as beautiful as a dentist. My my word, you're almost as beautiful as me. Wow, that's high praise indeed, listeners. And uh, what better way to celebrate than by listening to the Sorry Not In Service podcast? Thanks, brother. <laughs> what? Sorry. Sorry, not in service. Sorry, 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 not in service. Sorry, 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 not in service. Oh, hang on. Attention. Sorry, 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 not in service. Sorry, 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 not in service, etc. And so on, ladies and gentlemen. William Lee. Hello, Simon Hello. Lee. Well, I've got a hideous illness. And do you know what the only cure is? Uh, that's right, William. It's listening to Sorry Not In Service live on 10 Radio. Um, is that genuinely the only, uh, like, cure for it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. For this particular illness. What, what, uh, how's it affecting your lifestyle? Uh, really badly, actually, yeah. Really the, badly? The, the life that well, I've would you like to go into detail, Simon? Well, it's gonorrhea. And uh, <laughs> it's the only known cure is two hours of Sorry Not In Service. So I'm in the right place. And listen, you are too. <laughs> if Christopher you're a, is your elder brother. If you're if you're afflicted by Chris Rear's elder brother, Gonna Rear. <laughs> and to think we were only a few moments ago asking ourselves how the hell we're going to get through these two hours. Oh, it turns out it's easy. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. Good evening. What can I do to make you happy? Well, listeners, um, this is, of course, William, the new year. It is the new year, Simon, 2016, and don't we all love a year that adds up to nine? That's right, sir. And what a, what an amazing change. Uh, the whole world has changed, of course, with this new year. Of course it has. It's now spinning the correct direction. That's right. That's right. But, William, some things don't change. And one of those things is... Formatting point of the show! Special annoying prog version there. What do you want to toss off to see uh, to see who goes first? This very light piece of uh, glass cloth. Okay, so we're going to decide who's telling the first set of anecdotes. So this glass cloth, William is. Uh... <clears throat> so he's throwing that against the wall, and the result is that young Simon here is going to be uh, giving the first anecdote. Now, William. Yes. We've just passed through the Christmas period, haven't we, sir? We have indeed, Simon. Yeah, this is, uh, you have the exchange of gifts and the, the visiting of families. Ah, uh, that lot. Yeah, so uh, I went to see the in-laws on Boxing Day. With oh, my, really? With my uh, delightful wife, Carla. And, <laughs> <laughs> They're not outlaws yet, are they? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, you be the judge of that, listeners. Uh, this anecdote I think the is... police are the people who are responsible for this. I've just realised this one's a little bit fruity, so you may have to bear with us. Just pretend it's later in the day. Um, so, um, pretend my, you're a grown-up. My, my lovely mother-in-law, uh, she is French, and uh, um, she uh, often uh, says words in English. <laughs> Uniquely amongst most Somerset-dwelling French people. <laughs> She occasionally kowtows to the nation's language that she lives in. That's um, uh, With hilarious consequences. Now, um, um, why can't they just stay here and speak their own language? (laughs) 
So, um, Paul, why can't they? Uh, uh, Mrs. Yeomans um, was opening up some presents, and one of them uh, was a, a jar of uh, jam. I think it was. It was sort of like a jar of homemade jam. Oh, lovely! And the message inside the card read, uh, "Dear Paul, um, Happy Christmas and um, Happy Feasting." Was uh, with with the with the jar, and she walked off to to, to take it into the kitchen. But right. with Paul's aggressively French uh, accent, yes, uh, that she will insist on using. Uh, what actually oh, happened God. was we were sat on the sofa, and she um, picked up this jar and uh, read the card aloud. Dear Paul, Merry Christmas, Happy Fisting, <laughs> and then walked proudly off with the jar. <laughs> Bit fruity, wasn't it? Well, it was a bit fruity, Simon. The jam was a bit fruity. Oh, there was nice. nothing um, subversive whatsoever in the content received therein. Um, <laughs> I've got a second anecdote. If I may, have just, you got a second? Just squeeze a quick one. If out. you may be so uh, bold as to extend a formatting point of the show, yeah. Uh, this one is a special one. This one is one of these kinds of ones. Hey, what's this? Simon's got something to say that could get him in trouble when he gets home. Good news. It's an edgy one. Ooh. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. Uh, my beautiful wife, Carla. Mm. No, I think this one is just about more edgy. Uh, my wonderful wife, Carla, she, uh, she mm. is uh, of the diabetic nature. And so she will often uh, inject herself with insulin. Uh, now, normally, sort of in the in the uh, in the legs or just sort of on the tummy or, or what have you. Yeah. Uh, I'm um, picture the scene, listeners. I'm sat in our living room. You just have to imagine what a living room looks like. Uh, and I'm watching like something that. on the uh, on the computer. Um, and there's a reflective area of the computer where I can see behind me. Yes. Carla um, tells me that uh, she's just going to nip to the toilet. Right. That's good information. Excellent information. Um, and uh, then. Um, she must have decided before, between saying that and uh, going to the toilet, that, uh, that she needed to take some insulin. Right, okay. So I hear, I'm just off to the toilet. I then see in the reflection of the computer, Carla pulling down <laughs> her tights and, uh, well, to my mind, squatting on the sofa. <laughs> well, in reality, she's... Uh, She's injecting life-enhancing uh, uh, life insulin, but, yeah, uh, but, but in, in my mind... In your mind, she was no, so, uh, having I, a little toilet on the, on the sofa. I just want to have a little peek into the kind of uh, domestic situation you're in there, Simon. Um, yes, did, you, did you, like, think, I'd best turn around and say something before this goes any further? Or did you think, what I'd best do is just sit here quietly, I don't want to get in trouble for questioning her actions? <laughs> no, it was, oh, I've got something to say on the radio now. <laughs> When she does, when she does properly lose it and start urinating on the uh, furniture, then I really will have some amazing anecdotes. I think that would be a great. Ane- I mean, that jingle's going to see a lot of use as well. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. Okay. Well, tossing off a pen. You're next. William, um, what on earth earth have you been up to in the past fortnight? I and the listeners want to know. Really, both of you? (laughs) um, Well, obviously, Simon, in in the last fortnight... We mentioned earlier on there's been a new year, and on this occasion there was a new year that happened in the past fortnight. If you if you're talking on the eighth of January, well, sure, (laughs) yeah, why not? Yeah, and uh, yes, I in many respects, didn't have to go to work on New Year's Day. Okay. This yeah. Is, oh. But 
in many respects, uh, my lovely lady girlfriend yeah. did have to go to work. Oh dear, now, William, that's a conundrum. Now, darling, in retail, darling, in retail, retail, darling, darling, I studied retail at RADA. Retailed at RADA. <laughs> yes. Um, New Year's Day is not a good day to be in. Because yeah. uh, it's boring. Oh, being on your Todd. Really boring. Right, Because okay. there's no customers. Oh, sure. Okay, and fine. Yeah. I was well aware of this fact. And also it had caused a slight contretemps when it was discovered that I was going to be off on New Year's Day and she wasn't. And mm-hmm. da, 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 da. So um, I decided round about two in the afternoon, three hours before she was going to finish, that what I would do is kind of just wander on in there and just chat to her and give her a hand with some stuff and just mess around for a bit, you know, nice. for half an hour or so. Picked up a few essentials. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then just kind of wandered back. And then I sat at home and I was... This is a bit boring. Could probably get up to something. I don't really know what. I'm a little bit tired. I have a shower and get dressed and go back in wearing a completely different outfit. <laughs> Do exactly the same thing. And I thought, well, this is funny. So, <laughs> so I went in with wildly different hair and wildly different clothes. <laughs> I did exactly the same thing of following her around and chatting to her. Went through the same till again, buying a selection of different items. Got home with these items and went, eh, this is a bit boring. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. Can you uh, can you talk us through the different hairstyles that you went in with? Well, the original hairstyle is my uh, standard uh, low slung ponytail. Sure. I was just t shirt. It was a bit chilly, so it was a big coat yep. and jeans. You know, nothing particularly standout. Um, but uh, on the way back in, I just had a shower. So uh, what I did was I made sure my hair was still pretty wet. Sure, and I nice. straggled, I straggled it right out. But I was a little bit warm because I'd just been out of the shower. So I didn't really need to worry about a coat. So I turned up on New Year's Day wearing a t shirt. <laughs> Good. Good. T-shirt and arguably slightly too skinny jeans with my hair all over the place nice. and two necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> slightly wild look in my eyes because I'm getting bored and this is the exciting part of the afternoon. <laughs> getting dressed. Yeah, precisely. Good. Getting dressed. I'll be honest, the third stage, yep. I bottled on an option right. because one of the Christmas presents I received from the folks was a lab coat. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was thinking, well, I've got a lab coat. I've got some very big boots. Yep. I do have such a thing as big goggles, like biking slash flying goggles. <laughs> yeah, but I just couldn't quite do it. So in the end, I just went in, um, just kind of dappered up, blue cords, uh, green shirt, hair tied into a very neat uh, bun style ponytail right at the back of my head. Nice. Uh, Business. Really, yeah. Oh, so trim my beard before the third purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Same till, same mannerisms, <laughs> back out. And we spent most of New Year's evening going, yeah, they're still open for another hour, aren't they? Do I? <laughs> do I? Like The only reason I was going in is because I was bored at home on my own, and now you're here. But is it funny to do that <laughs> again? How many times can you do that before it becomes a very, very strange joke? And how how, how many times did it? I just I just left it at the three because right, I okay. thought I don't want to be ridiculous and also because on the final occasion one of the managers <laughs> spotted me on my way in and said to him watch out <laughs> <laughs> he's back <laughs> to any passing customer who overhears that yeah he's back watch out he's, he's back. back and then presumably when they come in the next day and you're in uniform <laughs> yeah precisely trying to sell them tights <laughs>
drum, 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 drum. Oh no, it's actually the end of the song. We've sort of talked about Christmas, haven't we, in a sort of roundabout way, the Christmas period. Yeah. And I tell you what, there's a lot of things that are very joyous about Christmas. Mm. And there are always things that are slightly... Yeah, disappointing. There are always uh, there a few are, disappointments. Are, you know, sometimes Christmas. you might open up a, a substandard gift, or sometimes a family member might let you down in the most callous way possible. The two examples that I gave there, that was particularly relevant to our Christmas morning at our parents' house, wasn't it? Oh, it was, yeah. Because, William, yeah. you opened up a couple of gifts, both of them the same sort of size. Yes, I and, did. And uh, same size and form. And um, what, what did you what did you find underneath the uh, wrapping paper well, there, William? under the wrapping paper, Simon, I found possibly one of the greatest CDs I've ever seen. Yes. Certainly one of my favourite album covers and certainly some of my favourite content on a CD. Yeah. But it was curiously familiar, Simon. Was it? It was indeed, Simon. Wow. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I would have thought you'd have been delighted to have opened that. Uh, hey, 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 straw barley. Uh, I was delighted to open it, Simon. But at the same time, perturbed. Why have I opened such an excellent CD twice? Why is it in front of me? Why does it have our faces on it? Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Curiouser? <laughs> Curiouser. <laughs> uh, well, listen, it's just two. Obviously, a few of you will have your Poirot hats on by now. Uh, it turns out that, uh, well, you know, listeners, we released a, a Christmas album with uh, all the money going to the charity Mind. Still could be purchased at justgiving.com forward slash sorry not in service. Yep. We, Christmas we, lasts just as long as a Christmas album does. <laughs> That'll be the 13 minutes then. Uh, we um, <laughs> we uh, were very proud to have to have uh, raised uh, £50 for the charity Mind. Yep. Uh, we had uh, eight people buying uh, the, the album. Well, certainly we thought it was eight people. Well, certainly all the available evidence pointed to eight people. Of we course. even ID'd some of them because they kept not putting the contact details on the Just Giving page like we, mm. co- we told you to over and over again. And, and anyway, listeners, it sort of turns out, sort of turns out, that uh, sort of. our <laughs> erstwhile co-host and guest on this show, our mother, yes. uh, had, uh, had been uh, enlisting the help of uh, spouses of colleagues, friends and, and relations. Romans and countrymen. <laughs> to, um, to be buying CDs on her behalf yes. for her to give straight back to us. Yes. Now, William. Now, Simon. I mean, oh. And indeed then, mother. <laughs> This uh, is smacks of bad form. It does. And uh, it heroines of ill discipline. <laughs> so, um, on, uh, for that reason, mother, you are disqualified from the competition. Yes, because it is a competition, listeners. All charity is a competition. Uh, the competition, of course, is to uh, be uh, the guest. Uh, a guest when um, Bob Sainsbury, aka Brackets as known Carnivore, is here in the studio on the fifth of uh, February, uh, playing some pop music. And he does it, do that. We were going to, or we are going to draw names out of a hat yeah. to decide who can come along and be our guest. But uh, Mother's name will not be in the hat. No. It will be in a separate hat. A separate hat marked shame hat. Yes. <laughs> and we won't <laughs> be wearing it. No, we won't be wearing it. We're going to be sending off to Vistaprint to get the shame hat, but we are going to be <laughs> making sure that Mother's name goes in that hat. Shame hat, shame indeed. Shame hat. Oh, Mother. <laughs> Uh, listeners, um, we've got an exciting new feature for you. Uh, if you may remember, if you listened to our Christmas show, uh, though why would you, um, William gave me a wonderful new book. Uh, it's, a, it's a travel book. It's regarding a specific country. And uh, I would like to read an expert, expert, excerpt, excerpt, excerpt. You would like to from expertly it. read an excerpt. Where am I? I can see cold weather. 
el Fjords. I'm in my car. I'm in Norway. I'm driving through Norway. Norwegians are used to their roads, but that doesn't necessarily make them good drivers. And I have to say that overall, I would put them at the bottom of the Scandinavian driving league. Their ability is variable, and while the truck drivers are reasonably helpful, bus drivers believe they have more right to the road than anyone else. I'm in Norway. I'm driving through Norway. Football is the sport of kings. Sport of kings is football. Football is the sport of kings. Here comes some football. That's right, listeners. It's FA Cup weekend, the third round. Very exciting, William. It is. And we've got a special uh, listener on the line who is going to be telling us all about the football. Hello, are you you there, listener? Hello, Gary, Alan. (laughs) It's lovely to uh, hear from you. Uh, It's at Barry Summers, yes? It is. You join me on the big bank at Exeter City. Yep. Yep. Third round of the FA Cup where Exeter City are playing Liverpool. No way! Really? I can't actually hear a word you're saying. Good. So I do what I normally do and just keep ignore you and keep talking. That's probably that's probably for the that's probably for the best, Barry. Yeah. The Liverpool team have got Benteke up front, but most of the rest of the squad have high 40 and 50 numbers, so they're <laughs> unknown to me. City are now attacking down the right-hand side. They've got the ball in and it's too high for Nichols and it's fit. But surprisingly enough, after eight minutes, Exeter City scored and took the lead. Um, it's a great move down the right-hand side. Ribeiro put a hopeful ball forward. Grant crossed it across and Nichols was there to slide in and score the first goal. The euphoria lasted for about three minutes and then Liverpool equalised. I'm going to give you a bit of the atmosphere now. singing there and um, we've now gone to 44 minutes so the board will be going up for half time any minute and City have got a corner can we stay for the corner please yes stay for the corner certainly you can yes um, corner corner the corner so they're playing towards the other goal at the moment the board is about to go up on the right side and very luckily to my left there's somebody with their windows open and they've got a big TV screen there so we can actually see these players but um oh there's some rude words going on there yes it's going yes Liverpool won yes congratulations Barry well done very nice service at the last minute of the first half City take the lead 2-1 bye bye
That was some very exciting radio there, live. <laughs> but listeners, there we are. So you're a party to a live goal. A live goal, in listeners. The, in the worst circumstances possible. Yes, possible. <laughs> live on Sorry Exeter. No, just live on Sorry Not Service. Oh, God, is that quite With a slam against level. the county town of Devon. <laughs> the sound of the crash test dummies following on to the, from the altogether alarming and noisy <laughs> and confusing sound of what I imagine is what football always sounds like, Simon. Uh, yeah, you I care mean... care to illuminate me? Look, uh, look, William, what I will say is that was simultaneously the greatest bit of radio that we've done, uh, brackets, sport drama, and, uh, and also, at the same time, the worst bit of radio that we've ever done, brackets, technical incompetence. Uh, so sorry about that, listeners, but um, you heard a goal live on air, Some, as, and equally yeah. you heard us um, failing to control the um, the levels on the um, yeah, on the yeah, desk quite aggressively <laughs> to, to an extent that was pointed out indeed by our very helpful guest and posse. <laughs> we've had an email, listeners. Uh, yes, we've had an email, listeners. It's from a certain person who's already been discussed and may well have been on the show before. And it says, if I can't see Carnivore, then I should get the shame hat. Now, this is our disgraced mother, isn't it? This is our disgraced mother. <laughs> yes. Mother, you've disgraced yourself again. <laughs> so I've got a wife that freely urinates on the sofa and a disgraced mother who cheats charity competitions. <laughs> So what a wonderful family! Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, so it's not so a royal but, family, but you know, <laughs> slightly less, just a, uh, bit, just a bit more excessive. Yeah. It's like uh, Keith Lemon had written the royal family. <laughs> so uh, so listeners, uh, so mother, uh, well, we're very glad that you understand that you need to be wearing the shame hat, and uh, and uh, well, that's your birthday present sorted anyway, at least. It certainly is. So hang on, that's in November. So. <laughs> that's your. What's the next significant date? True. Pancake day present? Yeah. It's your shriving hat, Mother. You, you're going to be receiving a shriving hat this year. The shriving shame hat. Yes, precisely. It'll be a child's bowler hat with the word shame written on it in Tipex. Oh, do we lot of papa Rumpy, rumpy, pumpy, rumpy, pumpy. And Simon. What now? Obviously, we've just had a festive time, and as previously mentioned, people give people things at festive times. Yes. Yes. Well, you remember last year, and um, aged listeners, or listeners who have been listening to us for what feels like ages, will know that last year I received a selection of very strange things from, as she was at the time, my good lady housemate. Sure, sure. Sure. Now, um, a Viking helmet, a strange shape in a dome, you know, an arcane mirror. These are classic things that you give to somebody who's just a good friend. Um, Well, this year she um, went, as far as she was concerned, quite uh, straightforward. Okay. Right. Classic, classic present. Yep. Person close to you. Young man type person close to you. She gave me an... an, 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 an she, she, gave, she gave me an Xbox, Simon. Now, I don't know if you know what an Xbox is. Well, I assume it's an, a box that... Uh, it's, it's something that used to be a box. <laughs> Carry on, 
It's some sort of computer house. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of computer house, Simon. Yeah. The computer men live inside and they do the computer things. <laughs> yes. And um, for a start, it's quite an extraordinary gesture because there's a problem with receiving something like that from somebody with whom you spend most of your time. Oh, okay, yeah, right. There, yeah. there is an inherent issue there because how do you... How do you say, thank you very much, yep. you mean a lot to me, yep. whilst also saying... Yep. Um... Thank you very much. I'd like to play with this. And spend less time with you. And spend less time with you. As a direct consequence. You. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, it's a bit of a double-edged I, sword, isn't it, really? It is really. I love you a lot. Here's a solo paragliding lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're amazing. I want to spend time with you. Here's a one-way trip to Fiji. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah, okay. You know what? I've been looking at housing house prices in Ulan Bator and I reckon I've got you a one bedroom place. So this is a more digital version of that. Essentially that, it is, yeah. How has that changed the dynamic in the relationship? Well, it's very I mean she's doing a lot of very experimental cooking. That's right, okay. That's basically been the it's it's very strange. Right. Cuz okay. so, so you're so you're going to play your computer games. I'm going to play my computer games. Yep. And she does experimental cooking in the kitchen. Yep. But then I, I've got to find new things to do in order to make up for the fact that I'm not there doing cooking. It's very bewildering, Simon. So you've got to find new ways of spending time with each other. Is or, that what you're saying? Or I've got to... Well, I don't know what to do, Simon. <laughs> I mean, in many respects, this is a link that I hadn't, I hadn't built an endgame in for. I just had a song that I was going to play that was kind of about this. But what do I do, Simon? What do I do, Dream Man? I mean, what do I do? What I would suggest you do, Will, yeah. is just wait for the relationship to inevitably dip. Because it will. Because they all do. And then when at that point, turn on the Xbox. My car's not listening anymore. Exactly, she doesn't listen to this show, she doesn't like it. Doesn't like Emma, Emma's she's... not out anymore either. No, no, exactly, that's the start. That's how it starts, Will. They stop listening to your radio show. <laughs> then the relationship starts to dissipate slightly. Oh, and then you feel far more comfortable and indeed delighted to be doing separate activities. <laughs> and only occasionally meet in the middle to eat the meal yeah. uh, and, and, and or go on holiday. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so there you go, that's your answer, Will. Play a song. <laughs> Why are you doing... Who are you? For, for goodness sake! What's going on? Make no bones about it. Next week is the annual Who Can Remove All Their Bones the Quickest Without Passing Out competition in Hewish Champflower. Last year's winner, Ken Kennington, reached his target of zero bones in a record-breaking 47 hours and is aiming to become the first person to retain the title. Well done, Ken. Quick hint, sir. Leave the fingers till last. And the ancient artefacts of Deep Clatworthy are due to be exhibited to an excited public on Saturday. The artefacts, which were only brought to the surface on Thursday, are said to be the last remaining examples of a pre-humanoid Clatworthy and will, will reveal great truths about life before the 90s. The brochure has been delivered to us here at 10 Radio and it looks fascinating. Apparently, Clatworthy used to be ruled by a tusked god called Grimclaw and nobody downloaded music. The artefacts will be on display until they are rehomed by the RSPCA. A new mayor is due to be elected in Milverton on Thursday. The candidates include Maurice Guppy, Eleanor Trunks and Diego from the Ice Age film franchise. 
As ever, the mayor will be elected based on their general knowledge, their time on the obstacle course and the swim round. Morris Guppy is the bookie's favourite thanks to his suppleness, his expertise on capital cities and his dynamite physique. And Gracious Neville, the missing abseiler, will be delivering a talk on his experiences and fears on Tuesday to a large crowd in his house. Gracious Neville went missing slash abseiling last summer whilst attempting to be the first man to abseil down Hewish Champflower's Well of the Incarnate. The talk is likely to include a commentary on his journey and a screening of the blood-curdling slasher made in Manhattan. Look out! That's right, the Ten Parishes nuclear deterrent is on the move again after Badgers dug up a new set just above the secret underground bunker last week. The weaponry, affectionately known as Big Bangy Boombox, will be moved at night through the tight lanes linking the Ten Parishes to its new secure location. The location will of course remain secret to discourage ne'er-do-wells, but all we'll say is that if you hear a banging noise followed by some swear words in Ash Brittle, then it's probably best to crack open that special brandy you've been saving. And the nature of time and space is going to be put to the test in Milverton next week, as the Milverton Tourist Board is going to attempt to spark interest in all plausible multiverse variants of Milverton. The alternative Milvertons, or Milvern Alternativetons, will be simultaneously displayed in the same place as the extant Milverton, codenamed Milvextantaton. Concerns about confusion over which is the Milvextantaton are going to be settled with the promise that the all Milvextantatonians will have the word definitely tattooed on their forehead. Science fun. And listeners, those are the events that are happening in the next fortnight. And if you do not go to every single one of them and spend as long as possible at each, then um, then we'll do another uh, a, a telephone call on the radio. And that will be your fault. So uh, <laughs> so so think on, really, isn't it? That's the message. <laughs> Just to confirm, zig zag there. Um, now, William, we've had a, a t- text come in this we've evening. We've had a text. We have a, and well, we I, I believe it was probably on uh, on the subject of uh, our delightful lady folks. Um, it says, um, "It says, guys, I am sure you do your other halves a disservice." And uh, qualified by, pardon the pun. We've just been looking for the pun off air. Yeah, we've been <laughs> really, really. I think it's somewhere in disservice. Um, but um, you know, no, I mean, well, no, 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 no. I, I think no, our no. comments were, were more I about think the, the. I think it's. An, I think it's um, disvice. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think we must. Did we say anything about the relative vices of? Um, well, it depends our, whether. Sort of, you know, urinating on sofas or yeah, having a slash on a bit of furniture is a, is a vice. I don't know if that is a vice. Was that in Grand Theft Auto Vice City? <laughs> that was the main. <laughs> that was the main, <laughs> main challenge. That's why you never completed it, Will. <laughs> now so, pop uh, down the controller. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very Go much on. for your, your, your text, um, <laughs> Captain Anonymous. Um, William, I've got a lovely anecdote, and again, it does. It doesn't. I do mention my lady friend, uh, wife. Um, so <laughs> look, when do we talk about anything other than art? <laughs> Our relative females or our jobs. Uh, wonderful cohabiting life chums. Um, William, uh, if you remember on the last uh, live show we did, which was before Christmas, uh, I was talking about my uh, intake of gas and air. We had, yes, 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 yes. Because I had some fillings done and uh, the idea was that they were going to test me on gas and air before I have my tooth removed. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. was the big operation. Uh, and so um, I, it, it, since we were last here live, I have had said tooth removed. And oh. uh, it was uh, under the influence of gas and air, which was 
again to begin with delicious well yes obviously uh, um, but uh, and as, Moorish. as the uh, as the tooth extraction uh, went on for went into its second hour uh, I was feeling less and less chipper um, so yes yeah, slight got up slightly spaced out um, and in a fair amount of pain nearly passed out a couple of times and um, made my way back to the car park where Carla was waiting for me now um, I sat down she said how are you and I said uh, yeah I think I'm fine we, we, we drove off Going down East Street in Taunton, yeah, uh, I chose that time, I think still under the influence of the gas and air, or at least the shock of the experience, to tell her that at some point during the <laughs> during the yes. uh, the the dental extraction, um, that I <laughs> had brushed my hand had been brushed up against by another lady's area, <laughs> and. <laughs> I believe the dentist in question, I, <laughs> I have a memory, or at least I had a memory, of my hand being on the armrest of the thing, the lady dentist leaning across to get a better angle on the uh, on the tooth, and thinking to myself, I think I might have just touched another lady's part there. Right, okay. Yeah. Now, Simon. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I elected to tell Carla this. This is the thing, Simon. <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like, in the day-to-day -day hustle and bustle, <laughs> it's entirely plausible you inadvertently make contact with the exterior of a person's clothing, neath which may be hidden <laughs> elements subject to investigation by only their nearest and dearest. <laughs> and the doctor. <laughs> and the doctor. But, Simon, yes, it's the motive of telling her. <laughs> I think well, I just wanted to come clean. Are you jealous? <laughs> I think it was. I, 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 I lumped I, there in the passenger seat. Fairly what lucid. What did you make of that? I think my rationale was: I better tell her in case she finds out from someone else, or in case the dentist. I was drugged. I was. I was drugged, and against my will, made contact with Anne Trouser. <laughs> right, Simon. Yes, sir. Or yes, sir. Or yeah. Did you think maybe it's going to be the case that this dentist is going to get in contact with you? Well, <laughs> what do you think she was sort of, if, if you excuse the parlance, hitting on me? Yes, precisely. I, this, this is a fine-looking fellow. And what you're thinking is, what happens if mayhaps you're in the shower, right? Yeah, yeah and, certainly. And you, you receive a, a message from this dentist. Apropos of no, none of your involvement. Yeah. But this dentist has made a leap forwards. Yeah. In her mind. Yeah. Yes. So you're thinking, what if Carla reads that? Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah, that's what I was you're saying. Yes, the whole of the way through. I was this slightly distracted. Now. I wasn't really listening to what you were saying. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Simon, why did you tell Carla? <laughs> I thought it was better that she knew. Open and honest relationship. You don't need to tell her everything. <laughs> I, I she doesn't to... even listen to this. She doesn't care. So, <laughs> so you say I should? No, don't worry. Uh, so um, no, uh, just, uh, just 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 a not a dentist. Good wages. Uh, yeah, but imagine the lifestyle. I mean, really, that's going to be a difficult home life. Yeah, especially if the only way she can get her kicks is by rubbing up against me and extracting a tooth. <laughs> You're drugged out of your mind. <laughs> Doesn't sound too bad. Uh, well, just to uh, just to clarify something uh, that uh, the, <laughs> the the dentist of Taunton are actually perfectly normal people, but for some reason Simon elicits a curiously sexual quality from them. 
What? Yeah, have you got any more teeth to come out of Simon? Because you started with thumb licking and now you've moved on. Players can't play. <laughs> anyway, it turns out the pun was in uh, disservice. Kate's just the uh, text in to say oh, that the pun was in disservice. Yeah, you were quite right there, Will. Well done. <laughs> service, disservice. Zodiac signs are an important part of who we are, but astrology is so much more than personality traits. The constant motion of the planets affects our lives in the boardroom, the bedroom, and everywhere in between. From Saint Augustine to Russell Grant, many have tried to harness the awesome power of the Zodiac, but one man stands tall above all others and will guide you through the mystical world of this most astronomical of phenomena. Welcome to Horoscopia. Aries. Sticks and stones will break your bones. And the circumstances will distract you from whatever words accompany this just punishment. Taurus. You will spend Monday squirreling away all your wealth. You will spend Tuesday desperately trying to find out where you buried a lifetime's worth of stolen doubloons. You will spend Wednesday clambering about a tree with a sword in your rodent teeth. This particular reading refers to a very specific pirate squirrel and we apologize to the remaining Tauri. Gemini. Thundering applause will greet your latest exhibition, confusing you. How complicated can it possibly be to make a lasagna? Who let in this studio audience? Are they the ones who keep laughing at your sexual discrepancies? The answer's in order. Not very, the voting public, and no, it's you. Cancer. You will watch the 80s film Inner Space, and suddenly realize that you actually need all those old lumps of meat that fell out of your navel last week. A hasty trip to the recycling center and an emergency sewing kit will restore the order of your bowels. Leo. The Young Men's Christian Association will applaud your theories on the rearranging of arms to indicate their acronym. You will be carried high on their collective shoulders throughout town. You will be subject to a level of celebrity not previously seen. You will choke to death on Wednesday, narrowly avoiding the awkwardness of a lawsuit. Virgo. Rest is what's needed. Rest and a bionic kidney. Mainly rest. But a who can drink the most hyper water competition 
is a game of two halves. Libra political correctness will go mad this week, and it will suppress your racist opinions. Madness, madness of a perfectly acceptable nature. Scorpio, all your hair will fall out. Your finger and toe nails will grow long, yellow, splinter, and break off. Your skin will sag and dry, eventually crumbling under the weight of time. This is a long-range horoscope, but its truth cannot be denied. You will remain beautiful. Throughout, Sagittarius, all your hair will fall out. The nails thing, the whole skin jazz—you heard it before. However, this is a short-range horoscope, and is largely down to a cataclysmic wheat intolerance. Capricorn. What can be most accurately referred to as the time of the centipede will find you as its nexus on Thursday. Wear loose-fitting clothing and stock up on paracetamol. Try counting their legs; it might take your mind off the agonizing pain. Aquarius. Irksome birds will keep you distracted throughout the next week. It's your favorite new app. You just pull back on the little slingshot, and an irksome bird will fly towards the foe, before exploding and drenching them in ichor and lymph. You will build a real version. That will cause a decrease in your social standing. Pisces, you will rebel without a cause. You will rebel against everything. Sun's cause, starting with simple things like microwave instructions and stop signs. Before moving on to weightier matters such as law, decency, and physics, the splatter pattern caused by your rejection of the principles of Einsteinian relativity will cause Professor Brian Cox to say, "In science, brilliant." Simon, yes, as、William. previously mentioned on、Certainly、this very show, and、yep. indeed on the news and calendars and things like that, and the basis of、um, our society's Christian history, of course, it's just been Christmas, has it really?、And、Simon, I, you know how I don't really like people.、Um, uh, oh yes, your whole life is a testament to that. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, as well as my face looking at you, a people. <laughs> <Ugh> . <laughs> <laughs> Go 
on. This is getting too comfortable. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, I, this year, yep. did, not the full day, but I did most of Christmas Day yep. at a different family's house. Oh, now this is the f- sort of, uh, is, is this the first time this has happened? First time. Right, ever, okay, sure. Ever, because obviously you don't like people. Of course. Normally Christmas Day, excellent, just go downstairs, give some people some things, they give you some things, you say, this is lovely, and just disappear. But Drunk. no, 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 this time round, back in the attic. Yep. No, 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 this time round. Different family. Okay, okay, so this is exciting, listeners. William, go on with your anecdotes. It's very strange, Simon. Right, Because you've got to deal with the fact that they all know each other very well. Yep. And you're an outsider there. Yes. So you're trying to put forward a good image. Yep. But at the same time, you don't want to be the kind of person who's going to arrive and spoil the whole Christmas thing. Which, with your your image, will do that. I mean, my image can spoil any Christmas day. (laughs) What's that coming down there? Ah! (laughs) There we are. Please say you brought presents. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't been that naughty, have I? <laughs> Grumpus. Go on, well. <laughs> yes. So, um, uh, mild things. Yeah. Entertaining children. Now, is that, do you reckon that's a good thing? I guess so, yes. Yeah. Small, chi- small child there, trivial pursuit. Yeah. I thought, you know what, if I'm going to be the person who has to read out the questions. Yeah. I'm going to do it in my tannoy voice. <laughs> oh, no, this is a good one. No, start entertaining the children, the thick ones, and yeah. slowly move up to the clever ones. You slowly move up to yeah, the clever that's ones. Right, yeah. right, so this works well on, the, on a trivial pursuit, reading things out in a funny way level. Yep. But the problem is, right, yep. that as you move up up through the echelons, yep. right, to the, to the elders, yep. to yep. the family yep. elders, yep. of course, you're also drinking. You're not. I mean, but you'd be on gas and air. Sure. So... <laughs> I'm hoping a dentist arrives. <laughs> I hope I someone's know. got me a dentist for Christmas. <laughs> Come on. That would be awkward around the in-laws' house, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would certainly lead to me. I'll just, play, I'll just play them the podcast of this show. They'll work it out. Carry on. So give you enough time. Carrying on. Um, yeah, the issue is that as you're drinking and yep. then dealing with the elders, mm-hmm. you're also becoming increasingly more, you know, of the... Um, of the mindset that maybe you're correct about things. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yep, okay, go on. I think you could share in this with me. Uh, yeah. Okay, the difference being that you would have a more level head about it. Yep, certainly. Um, ghosts. Oh my, oh. Yeah, you, oh, see, no. yeah, you see, you can, you already know how I'm going to be. Uh... I even vaguely know how you'd be. The subject of ghosts come up, and yeah. I think there's a soul. Oh, there's not really a soul, though, is there? There's more of a kind of essence. A soul is a Christian society oh, thing. Oh, William. Now, I kind of get that to a certain extent, but at the same time, I can't let that go because no. really. What's the word? They're an imbalanced equation. There's no energy going into a ghost, but you get light coming out of them. They don't work. It's ridiculous stuff. But the problem is you can't really explain that to people. So how did you... How bad did it get? It didn't get too bad. Okay. Because what Emma very cleverly did was decide the thing to do was probably to remove me from the situation. God bless her, she did very well at that. It was just, oh, should we just go? Okay, yeah, let's just go. Should we, we just move you to a controlled location? <laughs> let's just move you out into the cold air and close the door and do some washing up whilst we think of all about what you've done. <laughs> do you think you'll be invited back? I wasn't really invited this year. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I uh, spent, uh, we, uh, it, was, it wasn't the first Christmas I'd spent away from the folks, but it was the first one that I'd spent with Carla's family. And it was at her aunt's place in, in Farnborough. And, um, and they were all sort of, this was very, at the beginning of our relationship, and every single member of the family was there. So all aunts, Ooh. all cousins and everything. And, and look, I, I, they're terrific. I really, really love her family. Um, but it was the first time, so I was a little bit daunted. And it was Christmas morning, and they're all good with food. 
Um, so they were all cooking and joining in, and I'm dreadful with food. I don't really understand what it tastes like. I don't couldn't really explain foods, and I certainly can't cook anything. So I wanted to just try and do something useful. Yeah. But I was stood there in the kitchen, you know, being a tool. But not yeah. a very useful tool. No. So the purposeless tool. So next thing I know, well, next thing they know, they they're looking out the window and watching me mowing her auntie's lawn <laughs> on Christmas morning. Because <laughs> I walked outside for a ciggy, found a shed, found a mower. Went, well, I'll do the mowing then. <laughs> well, that needs doing. So lovely clean. But the, I, I'm unsure. You've told me that before, right? Yeah. And I love it because it does say an awful lot about you, and I think it expresses a lot about the kind of introverted, want to help but don't know how thing that we both have. Yeah. That's the first time I've gone. All her neighbours will have gone. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? Christmas Day, and they're out mowing the lawn. <laughs> oh, that's sad, isn't it? You just really made Christmas look tragic there. Well, possibly. Christmas or Day, or they might have, because they wouldn't have recognised <clears> me, they might have just said, oh, Veronica's doing well. She's got herself a gardener who's willing to come in on Christmas Day. Very good point, actually. <laughs> From Somerset. <laughs> yeah, that's what it said on my van, anyway. I just felt a lot better, because re- the other thing that happened right at the end of Christmas Day was they all had a big old dance. Remember what I hate, Simon? Oh, dancing and people. Yeah, that's the... Yeah. <laughs> That's the two things. Yeah. Dancing is very much a subsection of people. Yeah. But they were really nice people. And I, just, I was like, I don't want to pour scorn on this. So I can't stand there and look really kind of like, I, 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 no. So I just went out and did all the washing up. Hey! <laughs> That's good right, boy, listeners. Willem, good boy, Willem. <laughs> if you want your chores done, just invite us around on Christmas Day. We'll be appalling company, but... Um, you know, the lawn will be mown and the washing <laughs> up will be sorted. So this is being mooted as... That's being mooted as... This next song I'm going to play is being mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune of Newsnight. Mooted as a, mooted as a, mooted as a, mooted as a, this one's being mooted as a, that's being mooted as a, it's been mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune to, um, to Blue Peter. Allegedly. 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 That's right, listeners. And uh, you'll be uh, rigid with excitement when I tell you that the uh, following piece of music uh, I was reading in the paper earlier uh, has, uh, has been mooted <laughs> as a, uh, well, uh, as what you might call a potential replacement well, to uh, the, the, the section of music that uh, sort of precedes the, uh, the actual programme. Theme. Uh, well, yeah, if you will. All right, yeah, why not? Yeah, the theme tune um, to the uh, televisual programme, um, Question Time. So, extraordinary news. That's going to be different. Tuesday will incorporate Friday's sunrise due to a scheduling error. The weather in London is in London next week, so go to London for London's weather. Pointless rain will fall on the North Sea. What, you gonna make it wetter? A blanket of snow is expected to fall on Bolton on Thursday, trapping all of the residents in a six-foot film of unbreakable snow that will eventually become their graves. Wednesday is far away, so we'll just have to wait and see. Residents of Luton will expect to remain dry in the early part of next week, but reality will make fools of their cocksuredness. 
Sunday's much-anticipated sandstorm has been moved forward to 11 tonight, and only in your house. Magnetic North will be making its way south over the next fortnight, so if you're out rambling, your compass will be buggered. And Scottish orange trees will need to be protected on Monday, as Fort William is likely to see a front of not Florida moving in. Lightning will strike in and around Oswestry next week to the theme tune of the Ghostbusters film. Like that. And in conclusion, I'm covered in spit. Or fine as it was for me to see your face today not in Saturn then sweary pop music there. Sweary pop music, and that, like all pop music, containing a message that we all agree with. <laughs> That's right. Now, William, yeah. you'll hear the sound of me writing. And, I do uh, hear the sound of and, me writing, uh, Simon. And ripping bits of paper up. That's because, listeners, it's time for us to do the exciting draw where we decide which people who have bought our Christmas record are yes. going to be invited into the studio uh, to um, bear witness to yes. Bob Sainsbury, brackets, as known as Carnivore. Indeed. Uh, performing live on the 5th of February. So I've got the four people yep. uh, who uh, qualify, Mother, of course, having been long uh, banned. Uh, that shame uh, hat will be winging its way to you on the um, back of a crow of despair. <laughs> That's right. So uh, just doing a bit of filling while I finish writing out the name. So William, I haven't got a hat. Oh, is that what I was doing? Yep, oh, I haven't got a hat, but I've got a shoe. So uh, I'm just going to pop well, the names. going up in the world. Apparently counting cows pays for itself. In a shoe. So I've got Barry is going in. I'm just going to hide these. I've got Conceptual Phil. Yep. I've got okay. uh, Pip, w Philip Wilson. Pip Philip Wilson, as his full name. Pivoty Philip Wilson. Is, and Margaret from Chipstable. Lovely. So, uh, it's going to shake the shoe here, Will. Yep. So, okay. oh, oh, do you know what I could do, Will? Yep. Uh, I should have mentioned this earlier, actually. A uh, Christmas present for my lovely lady wife, Carlo, who has got an enormous amount of airtime this evening, is it was a new keyboard. Not a only, new keyboard, Simon. Not just uh, authentic piano noises now, no. but I've also got authentic drum noises. So, here we go. So I can do a drum roll. So you can do a drum roll. Okay. So I'm um, shaking the shoe. William, you're going to pull the first name out. Okay. Drum roll. <laughs> Who's the first person out the hat, Will? The first person out of the shoe. Oh, shoe. Shoe <laughs> is Mr. Pip Wilson. So congratulations, Mr. Philip Pip Wilson. Uh, second person out of the shoe, please, Second Will. person out of the shoe now, coming to see uh, Bob Carnivore, if they want. It is <laughs> Conceptual Phil. Hey, it'd be nice to meet Conceptual Phil. <laughs> is he real? Is he not? Is he real? Is he not? Is he real? Conceptual Phil, is he real? That's Phil's theme tune there. Maybe and who's the final person? It's between um, Barry Summers <laughs> and, and Margaret from Chipstable. I kind of... Half, no offence, Margaret from Chipstable, but I'm kind of hoping it's going to be Barry because uh, we need him to help set us up. <laughs> well, it's just, it just has to set <laughs> everything up and Mar then leave. Margaret might be a, a, a roadie of some vintage, so there's every chance. So uh, either way, I'll be delighted either way. Ready? Yep. Where's my drum roll, boy? Oh, sorry. And the last name out of the hat is... Ah... Mr. Barry Summers. Thank goodness for that. So, sorry, Margaret from Chipstable, you are not invited. <laughs> and, um, 
<laughs> okay, now, in, in a, as an addendum to that, Simon, last time I checked, this was a lovely community project. You can't just tell people from Chipstable they're not welcome. <laughs> I think about I just did well. No, William, it's not me, it's the shoe. It's the shoe that done it, and Margaret, uh, very you sorry. Can't keep blaming everything on the shoe, Simon. I could try. We could still invite Margaret. I might still invite Margaret. Margaret, do you want to come along? Come on, Margaret. You're, everyone's welcome. So long as mum, mum. Yeah, so long as mum's not here, so I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, if you turn up wearing a bowler hat with shame written on it in Tipex, then, you know, we're going to raise some eyebrows. <laughs> so that was the most pointless draw, given that we've decided that all four people in the draw are coming along. Oh, uh, but no, hang on, because that's the lottery draw that everyone's looking forward to, and they're going, you know what? This time round, it's all the numbers. <laughs> In all the in all the combinations possible, all the what a combination lottery situation we found ourselves oh, in. We all... <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be the day. When you... uh, yeah, fine. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, now, listeners, um, normally at this stage we would say something like, Oh my god, look, the farmings are here! Uh, but, f- New Year, we do that voice, very we? excitedly, uh, we've, uh, we- we've sort of formalised our excitement about the varmints' arrival, and uh, so um, this is what you're going to be hearing. And we've got Matt and Dave in the room to listen to this. Yep. Uh oh! Oh no! It's the varmints! Yes, yes, yes. Pillars of the community! Look at them there! A great bunch of guys. What a team! So that's how we formalise things around <laughs> here. That's right. So um, uh, we've got um, we've got so David, David Matt hanging out by the door and just gradually moving away. But gents, any 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 comments? This is going to uh, greet you every single. This is going to greet you every fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, the same one. No, the same one. But no, increasingly it's loud. Very good. It's very good. <laughs> no, it's going to be the same one, Matt. I don't understand what you're getting at. <laughs> so, listeners, you've got the varmints so to look much. forward to uh, in, uh, in, in some minutes' time, as the jingle suggested. Shall we just uh, carry on with the end of our show before the amazing varmints start uh, with their magic tricks? Uh, yeah. What's the end of it? Well, we or find matching out. point of the end. We find out what we've learnt. Oh, we do indeed. Football was the real winner tonight, but there wasn't much in the way of competition. And telephones are far too difficult to incorporate into great radio. There are two people and a computer house in Will's relationship. There are two people and an increasing amount of dentists in mine. And there ain't no Christmas like a Lee Boy Christmas housework party. Doing an impression of thunder can really make your not-yet-fully-healed tooth extraction site hurt. And it's only a pointless lottery if mum wins. Uh, That was Sorry Not In Service, Uh, you weren't welcome, and we will run away and leave you alone crying. (laughs) Bye! Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson. Listeners, this is no time for reggae, reggae, reggae sauce. sauce. Uh, being as it is the end of the podcast, <laughs> so, so pack your condiments away. There's no joke barbecue for you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so, listeners. Off to the word with you, malted bread. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>